What's up, everybody? This is Carleon Wilson, and you're listening to The Quad. I know I said that I would be shutting down this podcast in order to focus on my new podcast, The Manifest, but today I'm going to be doing a school project uh, for my final. Shout out to my teacher, Catherine Grudis, for an awesome class. It was basically just like um, modern consumerism or um, a modern consumer class. Um, Today we're going to be talking about e-commerce and not just e-commerce, but what the next big thing is. So e-commerce can be defined as the activity of buying or selling of products on online services or over the Internet. When you think of e-commerce in that definition, you know, three big names come up as far as revenue, sales and popularity, Amazon, Walmart, Alibaba. Alibaba is a is like the Chinese version of Amazon. So e-commerce uh, is the ability to buy or sell products purely online. And with this new innovation of 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 an internet business where you don't have, have you don't really have to have any overhead, you don't have to have a brick and mortar store, uh, you don't have to uh, have an actual establishment where people can come and buy your product. All you have to do is be able to have the ability to show them that you can sell them this thing online and guarantee that they will get it without having to come and get it themselves. And so this is fairly new. This idea of being able to pick stuff out online on a screen and things just show up at your door. You know, today... Most everyone uses Amazon. I, I, I don't know many college students who don't use Amazon. Amazon has a thing called Amazon Prime where you can buy a product and expect to receive it in two days or less. And if you live close to one of these manufacturing, not manufacturing, but uh, if you live close to one of these, um, these warehouses, you might even get it quicker than that. So e-commerce is a big, big, big deal in the business world. Some of these companies, actually Amazon, the, the guy who owns Amazon, just recently became the richest man on this planet. Uh, of course, you know, side note, he had a divorce, and now him and his wife um, have split that money. But even splitting that money, these two people are still in, like, the top ten of richest people on the planet, him and his wife together. So, as you can see... Uh, E-commerce has made a huge impact on the business models uh, and the new ec- and the and the economy of, you know, all over the world. You know, internationally, you know, e-commerce has become a big thing. Like I said, Alibaba is like the Chinese version of Amazon. And so, you know, when you get to the point where a new and up and coming industry is getting bigger and bigger, obviously you have to start looking at your business model. You know, these mom and pop sh- uh, stores who you know, sell uh, products, they may be getting, as you as you would call them, uh, displaced by these huge companies. And, that's, and that really is not even a new idea. Even back to, even going back to the 19th century, you know, in Europe when industrialization was starting to get huge and big and take off, these artisans and craftsmen and, and people who previously owned their uh 
their ability to make products, you know, maybe they had their own shops or whatever, uh, and they made a product and they sold it. You know, that's what you call a C2C company or a consumer-to-consumer company uh, versus, you know, business-to-consumer or business-to-business. These companies came after once industrialization and capitalism got really, really big. But my point is that owning your ability to uh, control what you sell, how you sell, how, how much you work, owning and, and having control of all that, uh, the people in, in Europe in the 19th century, and this is just a specific example uh, because it goes way further than that as capitalism gets bigger, uh, they start to begin be, being, they started to lose that ability as factories got bigger and bigger. And these small companies, these are these small businesses got displaced. And so, whereas a man who made, let's say, baskets, let's say a basket weaver, was able to make as many baskets as he wanted, or, you know, if he wanted to make more, if he wanted to make less, he had the ability to choose. And so, you know, depending on how much money he needed that month or how much money he was looking to, to get, he'd make four or five baskets a week or, or whatever it was, Right. But now as capitalism starts to get bigger and industrialization starts to get bigger, now he has to go, you know, in order to uh, in order to compete, you know, in this economic, this new economic world, he now has to go work for for a factory company where there's maybe, you know, 100 or 200 basket weavers. And so these people are starting to lose their, their whole livelihoods because of industrialization. And the point is that um, e-commerce is is no is nothing new, uh, in the sense that it's just another aspect of business that is uh, displacing smaller companies um, and smaller smaller work. I mean, uh, individual workers. So, back to the original topic: What is the newest thing on the horizon for e-commerce? Of course, like I said, you have Amazon and Walmart and and all these places where you can go and buy products online without never touching them or or feeling them you see it on a screen and if that's what you need that's what you get and you can get that within days within weeks and of course as times went on since the beginning you know it might have taken weeks it might have taken months now we're getting to the point where it could take one day amazon even has this new thing where it's same day delivery on specific items obviously uh and as we talked about actually in a in the the lecture for our last class this Amazon's want and need to continue to uh, make make more and more money and decrease the revenue and become more efficient and become faster. Uh, obviously, they started looking into making uh, making um, the the workforce automize. You know, auto automation of the worker and the labor force um, that could displace workers and people won't have jobs now. But on top of that, while they're in the meantime of of still having to use people, they're using them wrong. Like or they're using them to the detriment um, and, and, and immorally. Uh, some of the things that were mentioned during that lecture were, uh, you know, not feeling comfortable to go to the bathroom, not feeling comfortable to talk to your boss about sexual assault because the atmosphere was so toxic. It's go, 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 go. Make product, make product, make product, and go as fast as you can. I think they even mentioned like a quota system. If you're not meeting your quota, then you, then you were threatened or fired or whatever it was. Or you weren't paid well. And even overall, these people weren't paid well. Unless, like we said, you're a part of a union. It's very, very hard to unionize a company. In reality, it it almost takes the agreement of the owner of the company uh, 
or for him to for him to for him to cede some power to make it a union. But anyway, what's the next big thing? The next big thing, according to an article uh, by the business of retail chain store business of retail, uh, is online shopping. Online shopping has become one of the next big things. Me personally. Did I say online shopping? I mean online grocery shopping. Online grocery shopping has become the next big thing. Online grocery shopping is an interesting concept because for me, I was born in 1995. I'm 23. Uh, I, I don't, so I don't feel like I'm too out of touch with the new stuff because I feel like I'm still like at the age to where the new stuff is affecting me and I grew up with it, computers and all that, but... I feel weird about online grocery shopping where you have the ability to, I mean, and if you think about it, it's the exact same thing as picking out a TV on Amazon.com or picking out a TV on Walmart and then having it delivered to your house or even picking it up or even picking it up from the store. Uh, That part of you going and seeing it yourself and picking it out is done away with. You either have it delivered to your store or you go get it. You you but if you go get it, you've already picked it up. You you made up your mind. You've paid for it. You're just going to receive the product, um, which has created this this sense of convenience. And that's the most important topic for today. Is convenience. I mean, according to uh, reports from Statistica, online grocery shopping in the U.S. will more than double from 14.2 billion in 2017 to 29.7 billion in 2021. So we're talking about it in a space of what four years, some of these retail giants like Amazon and Walmart will be doubling the amount of money that they're making in this new industry, online grocery shopping. And if you think about it, 14.2 billion dollars in the grand scheme of things. Is is a lot of money, but not a lot, not a lot compared to other sectors, uh, that these giant retail giants, these giant retail, uh, places like Amazon and Walmart use. So purchases are growing. You know, I I know people to this day, I mean at this very moment, that are buying groceries online. I haven't done it myself because, like I said, I just feel weird about it, being that, and we'll get into that a little bit later, being that. It's almost like a tradition, a traditional thing to go grocery shopping. When I was young, that was our our Saturday. You know, when we were kids, we would wake up early on Saturday, and mom would have a list. Or and this is when I was really young. Mom would have a list, and we would spend almost all day. You know, we would go grocery shopping, and then maybe get something to eat after. But we would spend a couple hours in the grocery store, going aisle by aisle. To pick things off the list, me and my sister would go off to a, to a different aisle and get some stuff, and then we'd meet back in the middle, and we'd have multiple carts. You know, my family isn't huge. There's five of us, my mom, my dad, my three sisters. But in order to feed a family of five, and you don't want to really go to the grocery store multiple times a week or even multiple times a month, we'd go like once a month or maybe twice a month and just get tons of groceries. So like I said, it's more of a traditional thing, which is why it makes sense that Consumer usage for online grocery shopping is not that high yet. It's still pretty low. You know, 71% of American adults have not even used curbside grocery pickup. 
and 81% haven't even ordered from an online grocery delivery service. And so those are the two types of grocery, of grocery uh, online services you can get, where you get the curbside grocery pickup, where you go, you tell them, hey, I ordered this stuff, you go in, you get it, and you go home, or it's a delivery service where a company like Instacart will literally have someone almost like almost like um that that app where you can order food from somewhere and they'll go they'll go get it and bring it for you um like Grubhub or or uh you know Uber Eats you know Instacart is this kind of the same thing where you go online on this web application from various retailers and your order is delivered by personal shoppers so you go online and you pick what you want you put it in your car you pay for it and within that day or maybe the next day you'll get exactly what you ordered or what you put in an order for and so this has created an entirely new sector of of businesses for or or or, or business for uh, companies that want to that want to infringe or take take advantage of this new market that's that's coming together of online grocery shopping you know not just the companies like Walmart and Amazon and even even the places like Sam's Club or or uh CVS that are now offering these services where you can go on their store and order what you want from their store and they'll have it ready for you you know including groceries Walmart is doing that as well, where you're able to go online and order your groceries and then either have it delivered or, or have it be, have it ready to pick up. But now you're having other companies, smaller, smaller offsets of these comp of uh, of this business, or I'm sorry, of this market is being flooded by companies like Instacart, where now their entire business model is based on, you know, get having a a relationship with a company like Walmart or Stater Brothers or or you know Aldi's or or whatever it is, right? Uh they're able to now go uh take your order from that you gave them and then go fulfill it and then bring it to you. And so now not not only is there a market for the companies that will provide the products and sell them to you online, but now there's a a market for companies that will be the intermediary the middleman, and so instead of correct uh, contacting Walmart, you know directly or Stater Brothers directly, you know you have the option to use a place like Instacart, and so, like I was saying, you know, it all has to do with convenience. Are, is that really convenient to you? Uh, you know, it it might be more convenient. You know, people people would consider that more convenient. Uh, according to an article by Supermarket News, the percentage of shoppers agree, agreeing that online shopping is a time saver rises significantly every year they do this, every year they do this survey. And so every year, people are thinking online, gro- online grocery shopping is, is easier, it's more convenient, just like online furniture shopping, just like online clothes shopping. You know, you know what I mean? Like these things are becoming more and more easier. But the question becomes now, just because it's easier, should you do it? That's the question. You know, like I said, traditionally, people like to go to the grocery store. People like going into the store and buying the stuff that they thought 
that they were going to need. You know, I mean, today's consumer has tremendous convenience at their fingertips. You know, you don't have to go to the supermarket, you know, like I was saying earlier, for hours at a time, wandering the aisles looking for random items that you don't even know where they are. With these digital ordering applications, you can just buy groceries with a touch and click away and then not even worry about it and just expect it to show up or ex- expect a time for you to be able to pick it up. You know, saving time is such a big deal to my generation and to, and to the, the generation after me. Um, you, start to be, you start to forget about some important qualities in your life like spending time with your family and spending time with your friends. Like I said, today, you know, my family is split up a little bit. My sister and and all my sisters are in college. And so, you know, we don't get to grocery shop together anymore. But when we are home together, that's still something that we do. We take the time out to go grocery shopping because that's something that we did growing up. And so I can never, ever, 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 unless it's an emergency, see my family using an app like Instacart to get items. Maybe if we're maybe if my mom is in a rush on Christmas, Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas or day before Christmas Eve and she has no time to go to the store and pick out items, she just wants them prepared and ready for her to go, maybe she would do something like this, but that's a rare occasion. Most times it's not going to happen like that for my family. So on top of on top of the problem of tradition being in the way for these new companies and these new this new market another thing that another problem that might come up is the unfamiliarity of doing something like this yeah you you buy maybe you buy TVs from and and chairs and desks from Amazon but do you trust Amazon with your groceries that seems to me like a, a little more of an intimate thing you know, according to a an article again by the chain store Business of Retail, when asked what would make someone what would make you feel more comfortable or more secure about the quality of fresh groceries online, what ordering online, fifty eight percent said knowing that the products were recently picked or packaged would increase their confidence, and fifty one fifty one percent will be more comfortable if the fresh products were sourced from a local farm. And additionally, 25% said that they would feel more secure about the quality of fresh grocery products if they were purchasing them from a specialty online grocery store. A specialty store. Not Walmart, not Amazon, not one of these huge name brand companies that are not focusing solely on selling groceries. But... If Trader Joe's had an online grocery store, and I think they do actually, people will feel more comfortable buying from them. And so, of course, Amazon is, is still somehow breaking the barriers of, of, of these things that would make people feel uncomfortable at the moment. But trust me, this era, like we just read, like like I just read, this era and this, this new market of online grocery store is going to double because companies are going to start getting smart. These specialty online grocery stores are going to start getting smart. They're going to start making sure you know whenever you go inside the physical store that, hey, did you know you could save some time by going online? 
or hey, they'll, they'll start putting up signs or they'll start putting up advertisements as they already have saying, hey, instead of waiting in line, you could have your your groceries delivered right to you. Or hey, instead of waiting in line, you could have your groceries, you could come to the store and pick up your groceries without having to wait in line. And so these companies are going to make it seem more convenient than it already is and get past that barrier of you not trusting someone else picking your groceries. Because, you know, when you go to the grocery store and you are picking your, your apples or maybe you're picking your bananas, you want to pick the best ones, right? The ones that are the nicest, let the least amount of bruises on them, you know, the ones that are ripe. You know, being being a cook, you know, myself, uh, I like to feel the the products of groceries in my hands. I like to go see them. I like to, I like to see the quality of them. But that's just me. Maybe some people, maybe some more people feel that way. But for me, I would be disappointed if I got a not as ripe tomato or not as ripe banana because I trusted an online grocery store. Another, with the same article I just read earlier, the chain store, uh, uh, they said that another another poll that they did that when people when it comes to people that are you know buying grocery products and online twenty three percent of them said they don't buy fresh grocery products and so maybe they're and so maybe that is an aspect of the business that these companies have to work on is that making sure the quality is there versus the quantity um, and but maybe then after a while it won't matter. That's what happened. That's what happened in a lot of fields, you know. Well, all you all you do is you complain and you return it and you get a new thing. So, of those who do not purchase products, who do not purchase produce and other fresh grocery items, fifty seven percent said they had been disappointed in the quality of the freshness or the freshness of the products that they had purchased within the last year. And so, how would you feel if? You know, let's say that, you know, and and let's talk about for a minute, and we're almost done. Let's talk about for a minute the type of people that might feel that online grocery shopping is is more convenient for them. The type of people who work more than a 9 to 5. The type of people who work maybe 12-hour days or or 10-hour days or or who work, you know, three days on or four days on and three days off. The type of people that have very limited time. Are the type of people that can't access a grocery store like some of those that live right next to one or right down the street from one. As odd as it is to think that there are still people and there are still areas in the United States and all over the world where grocery stores are not on every corner. You would think that grocery stores are on every corner, but in the reality, there are still some places that are not that they're not on every corner. And so these are the type of people that will feel that online grocery shopping is more convenient. Now, if you were one of those people and you received a product over the course of a year multiple times where you were not satisfied with the quality, that would, to me, if I was one of those people, that would maybe, you know, influence my decision on buying from an online grocery shopping store. Maybe I would choose another one or maybe I would consider going back to the physical brick and mortar stores and being able to go in there and pick my own fruit and pick my own fish and pick my own chicken. But the reality is that it's obvious that this new, and not even really new, but this up-and-coming budding industry of online grocery sales, 
I mean, of online grocery stores, it's going to get bigger because people today feel like there's less. <laughs> and since the beginning of time, there's always been the same amount of time in a day, but it seems like we're using more and more and more of it to the point where we can't find the time to, to do the necessities, to go grocery shopping, to pick up clothes, to go buy to go buy items to 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 sleep in or or items to to sleep on or buy items to watch TV on the things that we always had time to do before this period now that we don't we're looking for a way to give us a slice of time back and so if a CEO you know of a company who's who's nonstop busy or even let's say not even CEO because they're rich enough to be able to hire people to do it for them. Let's say a, a, an up-and-coming business owner who is at the who's at his business or at her business nonstop trying to make sure it's running. They may not have time to do the things that I just mentioned. And so they're looking to find a way to carve some of that time back in their life because now they need to and they have to. It's it's obvious that this new and up-and-coming you know, market is going to get bigger and bigger. Like I said, according to that statistical article, it's going to almost, it's going to nearly double within the next four years. And with it doubling in the next four years, that's going to mean that these companies like Amazon and Walmart and Alibaba are just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And of course, there are going to be some smaller companies that will get bigger and maybe become one of the biggest just like Amazon did early on, overtook Walmart, overtook eBay. It's never going to end. But what you can do as a consumer is you can choose. You can choose to decide if it's convenient for you or not. Don't just, don't just think because it saves you time. Because that's not always the only qualification for being convenient. Just because it saves you time does not mean it's convenient does not mean it's always convenient. For me, if I got to spend less time with my family that I hardly see now, that to me is inconvenient because I ordered from a store, a grocery store online. Just something to think about. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank you again, Catherine, uh, Professor Goodis, for being an awesome professor and listening to this and hopefully giving me a great grade on my final. Uh, that's it for me.